This is the Made for This podcast, episode 9, The Other Side of Doubt. I'm Yesenia. My favorite things include Outlander and walking while listening to a good podcast. I'm a writer and author of several published books, a single mom of two incredibly smart and funny girls, and I'm also a certified life coach. If you want to know how to reach your biggest goals, handle anything life throws your way, and become the person you're meant to be, then you're in the right place. I'll give you a hint. It all starts with your brain. Let's go. So last week I talked about all of the doubt that I was experiencing and I shared my June goals with you guys and just how fantastically I was failing at them (laughs) and just like all of the doubt, right? Like all of the thoughts creating all of the doubt and just feeling absolutely terrible and like I couldn't do anything. I didn't want to do anything. And so today I just wanted to share what's happened since then, both in my own mind and what actions I've taken since then. So like what's what's been going on? How have I resolved this doubt? How have I like what's on the other side of doubt? What what's happening now that I've kind of gotten over to the other side? So the worst of the doubt is over. I've processed the doubts and all of the thoughts creating the doubt. And I understand that all of it was caused by my own thoughts about my goals and the lot the lack of progress that I that I saw, that I that I perceived. Like I thought like I'm not making progress. I'm not gonna hit my goals. Like there's no point because I'm I'm just not gonna reach those goals. Um And so it was all of those doubts causing the doubt, not the goals themselves. The goals themselves are just neutral. Like they just are. They're just goals. It's just like for the money, like my goal was to make $7,000. Like that's just a number. Like it doesn't mean anything until I give it meaning. And so the meaning that I was giving that number was like, I'm not going to hit that number. I'm not making enough progress. I'm not on track to hit that number. And so those thoughts were causing the doubt. Probably the most interesting thing that I'm learning from all of this, um, including from all of this stuff that happened last month, is that setting big goals like really brings up all of the mental drama, all of your limiting beliefs around money or your abilities or whatever it is, like the nature of your goals. And I just think that is so valuable. Like I could have gotten through last month and just been like, okay, so our mistake was setting some big goals and clearly we need to set some more realistic goals next time because those were just too hard. But that's not it at all. Like the problem is not the goal itself. The problem was like my own limiting beliefs around the goals. And I'm really glad that I set some really big goals because like now that I didn't hit them, I know that it's only because of my own beliefs, my own thoughts held me back, not anything else, not anything external, not the situation, not anybody else, not this marketing thing, like nothing held me back except my own mental drama around the goals. And now I know that. Now I know what the mental drama is and I've addressed it and I know how to do that going forward. And I wouldn't have figured that out 
or found that out if I hadn't set those big goals to begin with. I think a lot of us are afraid to set really big goals because we think, oh, like we're going to fail. Like it's just guaranteed that we're going to fail. It's literally impossible to hit a big goal like that. Like why would I run a race that I know I'm going to lose? Like losing sucks. So why would I do that to myself? And that seems to make sense at first glance, right? Like, why would I run a race that I know I'm going to lose? That makes no sense at all. Here's why. You won't know just what you can do and how good of a runner you are unless you run the race. Standing on the sidelines because you've determined that that race is too hard for you. That's not the level that you're at right now. That's just going to prove that it is too hard by choosing not to run the race like you've proven that it's too hard for you and that you can't win. The only thing that you do by not showing up to run the race is guarantee that you're going to lose. That's it. Like, why would you do that? That's what doesn't make sense to me is like, why would you guarantee that you're going to lose by not even trying? So there's a lot of value in just showing up to a race that's like seems really intimidating or that's like three levels higher than what you think you're capable of and just seeing how you do with it because you never know some people do that and they win the race and they're like what I didn't even know I was capable of winning a race like this like even running a race like this much less winning it and a lot of us run the race and we get out of breath and almost die halfway in and we need like the little buggy the little like golf cart guy to come pick us up and take us back to the to the finish line because like we're like wow yeah I wasn't uh, I couldn't even finish running the race but now I know now I know that I'm capable of running half the race like the training that I've gotten helped me run half the race and you know what that's better than nothing and now I know exactly what I need to do I know where I messed up maybe I started out running way too fast I didn't pace myself like now you know the problems that you need to address you know the exact training that you're going to need so that you show up way better next time and so that's basically what what happened with me in June like the little golf cart guy (laughs) had to come pick me up (laughs) but now I know now I'm like all right That was an epic fail, but I'm going to go train now and I'm going to show up even better in July. And so I set some big goals and my brain just freaked out and it's okay because I learned a lot. I learned a lot about myself and what I'm capable of and like what's actually holding me back. I was able to identify a lot of the thoughts that are holding me back and Frankly, like I'm not even surprised because I've always had limiting beliefs like around money and what I can do and all of that. Like I've always had those. I've always had to kind of like figure those out, figure out how to like show up even though I have limiting beliefs or how to learn to believe in myself, how to show up despite the fear and just kind of get through things anyway and um, how to just keep failing bigger and bigger and get closer to the goals that I'm going for, um, even if it's not right away. Like I've just, that's a skill, I guess, that I've had to learn. And now I'm just doing that on a much bigger level. Like I think in the past, I used to think that like, oh, other people can self-publish and make a lot of money, but 
like I'm making no money and I just can't figure this out. And I went from making zero money to believing that I could make money and that it was just a matter of me figuring it out to making my first $1,000 a month to making my first $3,000 a month to making my first $5,000 a month. So like I've kind of done it over there. Now I'm just doing it like in a new area, I guess, and like at a much level, much bigger level. So now it's July 2nd as this episode comes out and I'm like two days into the month, right? It's actually June 29th as I'm recording this, but I'm all, I'm already like working on these goals that I've already been preparing for this month and what I'm going to do since like this past weekend. So today's Monday. So like all weekend I've been working on creating new goals and setting up a new belief plan and like addressing the mistakes that I was making before. I got halfway through the month and I realized that I wasn't even looking at my June goals anymore. Like I lost the sheet. I didn't even know where I had it. I usually have it on my desk and it's at the top of a stack of papers basically where I do my food plans. So I have like my food plans, my blank food plans printed out for the whole month and I have it right on my desk to my right so that first thing when I sit down in the morning, I know that I need to do my food plan and my June goals were on top of that. So at some point I lost track of it and because I was already full of so much doubt and thinking like I'm not going to do this, like I didn't even notice that. Um, another thing was that like I have a belief plan on my wall, but that wasn't working for me um, because I wasn't even reading that belief plan and my goals at all. So like I would kind of look at the sheet sometimes, maybe I would read the belief plan sometimes, like all of the thoughts that I was going to practice to create the results that I want. That's what a belief plan is. And that just wasn't working. So what I did this month was that I created my Q3 goals, my July goals, my new belief plan. I typed it all up, I printed it, and now I have a copy of it on my wall so that I can look at it every day. It's like right there in my face all day. And then I have another copy that's in that stack of papers of food plans so that every day, first thing, my belief plan is on top. I'm reading through the whole thing. I have my Q, my July goals after that and I read through those. And then I have my Q3 goals after that and I read through those and then I do my food plan. But that way I'm like really setting myself up um, at the beginning of the day with my goals in mind and the thoughts that I want to practice in mind, the kind of thoughts that when I have those thoughts, I feel I feel like determined and committed and empowered and all of those things that get me the result the results that I want. Um, so yeah, I've like June is hardly over and I'm already like, come at me bro. <laughs> So, like, I felt really big in June, and you know what? I'm just like, we're going to go for it again. Like, we failed epically in June, but 
we're gonna go for it again. And this time, I have a much better idea of what I'm doing. I'm much better equipped because I figured out what the problem was. And instead of just like wallowing in self-pity and doubt, like I got back up and now I've done quite a bit of thought work around all of it. And I've gotten coached and I've coached myself. And now I am ready to run the race again. I am ready for another match. And I know that I may fail again. But if I do, you bet that I'm going to fail 10 times better this time. I'm going to get a lot closer to the finish line this time. So if my goal for June was $7,000 and I made $3,000, so that's basically what I ended up making, $3,000, then for sure I'm going to get closer this time. I'm going to get closer to the end goal. My goal for July is actually $8,000. And now I know about the doubt that it's that is gonna resurface like I know it's gonna pop up but I know how to handle it and I know that it's just my brain trying to protect me so our brains are actually hardwired to avoid risk to avoid danger to avoid change because back in the old days change and risk and danger those things literally meant that you could die Like you could die if you took the wrong kind of risk, if you went out of the cave and into danger, if you changed something that was working to something else, that literally could have meant death. And these days, taking a risk, stepping into a little bit of danger, trying to make change, like that just means that you're accomplishing amazing things you've never been able to do before. But our brains don't know that. They don't know the difference. So when they know that that's what you're trying to do, your brain just throws up the primal part of your brain, throws up all kinds of fear to get you to stop, to get you to watch out, to get you to like see the danger that you're in. Because the brain literally thinks that you're going to die. But it's up to me, it's up to the more sophisticated part of my brain, the prefrontal cortex, to remind the primal brain that that's not what's going on here. That's not what's going to happen. We're not going to die. The worst that is going to happen, that could happen, is that I just won't make $8,000. Like, I just won't hit my goal. Not going to die as a result of taking this risk um, and stepping into this kind of danger. So that's what's going on there. If you've ever been curious about like why you set big goals and you're you just end up procrastinating and not doing anything as a result, that's pretty much what's going on. So my goal is my goal for July is eight thousand dollars. So how am I showing up differently this month than last now that I'm like on the other side of doubt? So I did the thought work, right? I've addressed the fear and uh, and the doubt. I've processed it. I understand it now. I've coached myself. I've gotten coached on it a few times. And I've created new thoughts that actually serve me and help me move toward my goal instead of self-sabotage. So here are some examples of those thoughts that I've come up with that are serving me way better than like, I'm not making progress, I'm going to fail, I'm not on track. 
Here are some of those thoughts. There's no good reason I can't make a lot of money. I will take action until I figure out what works. I'm not where I want to be, and yet I am. It's possible that I will figure this out. When I think those thoughts, I feel determined and curious and empowered. And when I feel determined and curious and empowered, I show up like someone who makes a lot of money. Someone who's already making this kind of money. Someone who's already making $8,000 a month and that's like no big deal. That's just normal. I show up like someone who easily reaches their goals. Like someone who is constantly growing both herself and her business. And like the growth in her business is like a reflection of the growth in herself and the works that the inner work that she's doing. And that is how I will make $8,000 this month. By thinking those kinds of thoughts and feeling those kinds of feelings. Those kinds of thoughts and feelings serve me. Get me closer to my goals. Not feeling nervous and scared and doubtful because I'm thinking I keep failing. I haven't been able to figure this out. And because I'm feeling determined and curious and empowered, I am reaching out for help. I have friends who are where I want to be who are showing me my blind spots. And there's some pretty big blind spots. <laughs> like, it's so funny. Like, they just kind of look at me and they're like, Yesidia, like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I'm like, wow, you're right. I didn't even realize that. And so I'm just receiving all of their help. Like, yes, I will do that. I will put it into action. Let me put these action items on my calendar. This is when I'm going to do it. And I'm coming up with my own ideas for what to try. And I'm getting up on time in the morning because I've got work to do. And it's not going to happen if I'm busy over there oversleeping. And guess what kind of results I'm going to create for myself by thinking, feeling, and showing up this way? Which one do you, which approach do you think works better? And I know this isn't just true for me, it's true for you too. When we show up feeling scared, like it just doesn't help us get to where we want to go. Another big goal that I have for this month is losing three and a half pounds. So this one's kind of interesting because with the money goal, I don't know exactly what to do. It's something that I've never done before. So I'm like figuring out the exact steps. Like I know what I can try. I know this might work. But overall, I, I don't really know like, okay, step one, two, three. That's like, I know that's what those steps are going to get me to my goals. Like that's that's different. Like with weight loss, like I know, I know what works and I know that I just haven't been doing it. And I know that if, if I haven't lost much additional weight, it's because I'm not doing those things. And there's like a reason that I'm not doing those things. And it's, I'm thinking something. I'm thinking something that's making me feel something that's making me not do the things that I know I need to do. And I think the thoughts are like, oh, I don't want to do no sugar, no flour. I don't feel like doing this. This is like, I just want this food and it's so good. And I just want it. And that sounds so good right now. And I just give in to urges that, that come to me in the moment, like an urge for a certain food. 
And instead of saying no to those urges so I can say yes to my goals, like I just give in. And now that I know what the problem is, I've been focusing on the solution and like, okay, so I know what I need to do. So how can I make sure it happens? So I've created a solution that I I will be implementing around the food urges. I've like, I have a process, like a steps that I can take. So the next time I get an urge, I'm like, okay, I can give into the urge, but first I need to do these four things. And just doing those four things will make all of the difference. And I may still give in to those urges sometimes, but I know it's going to get a lot better. And I'm going to get better at saying no to the urges because I'm practicing saying no to the urges and training my brain to say no to the urges and taking those steps um, before just automatically giving in. I've also printed out my weight loss planner for July so that I have everything ready to plan my food every day and assess it and see how I did and set my monthly goals, my weekly goals, and to just do all of the assessments. I have my discovery worksheet so that when I do give in to an urge or have an overeat, like I learn from it and grow from it and do better next time instead of just like beating myself up over it. I've set aside time in the morning to complete this work and make my food plan for the day. And I'm just making sure to watch my thoughts around food and watch out for the thoughts that work for me and the thoughts that don't. So those are my two biggest goals for July. I'm also going to be writing 20,000 words in the book that I started last month. And I'm going to be walking every day and reading every day. And I've figured out solutions to help me make sure that that happens like okay how like with the walking and the reading like how can I make those just easy habits and so I've like set alarms to help me remind me to do those things or I've put them on my calendar um and I just yeah like when I get curious about how I can make it happen I just find little hacks that help me remember to do them or if I have a habit that I am already really good at I attach a new habit to that old practiced habit Um, And that's how I can set up a new habit. But if I'm just thinking about how hard it is and I'm not going to remember, like I'm not even going to think of those solutions. I'm also coaching myself every day and I know that I'm going to like the way that I'm going to reach all of these goals is just it's just starts with my own thoughts and beliefs. Like it has to start there. A lot of us think that it has to start with actions. What am I going to do? But we like our actions come from our feelings and our feelings come from our thoughts. So it truly just starts with your thoughts. You have to address that first and make sure those things are aligned so that then the actions just flow. They just happen because your thoughts and feelings are aligned. Last month, I stumbled and fell halfway through the race. And it really took me a while to get back up and jogging again. And I, you know, I didn't really finish the race, but now I'm back up and I'm ready And I know the doubt's going to come back and I'm ready for it and I know how to process it and address it and I know that it's just, it's coming from a thought. And that's just the nature of being human is that we're going to have fear sometimes. Fear will always be there in one form or another, maybe through doubt, maybe um, being nervous, maybe by whatever it is, like fear will always be there because we're human. We have human brains who are designed to give us fear when it thinks we're in danger because that's how we that's how our brains kept us alive for so long but I know how to get curious about it now and figure out what's going on and how to keep going anyway and just not let the fear be in charge 
a year or two ago, like the fear would have just stopped me dead in my tracks. But I know what to do with it now. And I have coaching to thank for that. And it's like I told my friend Tanya. I'm going to do some epic shit in July. So here we go. If you enjoyed this episode of Made For This, then make sure you follow me over on Instagram. My handle is at thisiswritermom. I'd love to connect with you. And if you want to find out more about creating the results you want and becoming who you were meant to be, then go to writermom.net slash coaching to schedule your free coaching consult. No more settling for your current results. Let's create the life you really want. I'll see you over there.